You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, 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 Arizona and the surrounding states and those of you that are here in the Valley. Welcome to another episode of the Azria Show. So I have my co-host, Mike Delpreet. Hello, everybody. And on today, we have our very special guest, John Burley. Great to be here, guys. Appreciate it. Yes. So just so you guys know a little bit about John, I'm going to let him do his own introduction, but he's been in real estate for over 40 years. So he's a Wall Street guy that learned how to maneuver very well in real estate and has very, very successful platform on how to build rentals and raise money and everything like that. So if you guys are excited and you're looking for some additional information on how to raise capital, how to build a portfolio, well, we got the very special guest, the illustrious, the incomparable, the magnificent John Burley here with us on today. So remember, after this episode, if you have any questions, any comments, concerns, make sure you put them in the show notes or ask comments on YouTube. We definitely respond to those. Or you can go to our Instagram or Facebook page and we can answer questions there also. So without any further delay, John, how are you doing today? Man, it is awesome to be here. Uh, sunny Phoenix, most of you are from Arizona. So you guys know this is just incredible weather right now. Really excited to be here. I've been working with AZ Rhea literally since the very beginning, back with Alan Langston. I've been yeah. years. I think he said I was the first member. I think it was actually the third or fourth, but I was one of the first guys to join. Oh, wonderful. Way, way back when. And it's been really exciting. I, um, I, I look at real estate really foundationally and fundamentally different than anybody I've ever talked to. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at real estate, because my background is out of Wall Street, and I was really blessed. I worked with one of the greatest private equity managers that ever lived, and he was of the 2%. So most of Wall Street, they just work for fees. They generate fees. You know, people are like, oh, like the Wolf of Wall Street, is that true? It's like, oh, no, not at all. They toned <laughs> it way, way down. I mean, uh -huh. they're, they're criminals. Yeah. They're not there to make money for their clients. They're there to make fees. I come from there. I know what it's like. Yeah. 2% of Wall Street operates on a, a for-profit note. In other words, they only get paid if they generate a profit. And that's mm -hmm. how I learned it. So when I look at real estate, I look at how a financial planner and how Wall Street looked at it. Real estate has absolutely nothing to do with real estate. Absolutely nothing to do with real estate. Real estate is nothing more than a commodity. It is a great device. It's a great asset class. It's my favorite asset class, but that's all it is. Real estate is entirely about money and nothing else. And what just amazed me, you, we were talking earlier about this because nothing's king. You know, I started way, way, I started back in the late 70s. So interest rates go to 19%. Back then, every real estate agent had to do create, creative financing. Today, they don't even know what it is. Right. Right. Um, so I've been through a lot of different markets. I've been through, you know, three booms, three huge crashes. I've also invested internationally and seen a couple crashes over there. And almost all real estate education revolves around avoiding the subject that's at hand. It, it's how to do wholesaling, how to do assignments, how to buy houses with no money. Mm -hmm. It's how to do low down, owner financing, subject to. It's like all these ways to avoid the subject at hand, which is money. Because we could literally... You know, in March, that Monday when we start, we could literally take anybody out of the audience. If they would follow the plan and had money, they could go out right now and buy real estate and make money. Agreed? Agreed. True. Yeah. So when I looked at this, you know, when I started from the very beginning, it's like, why, why argue and fight and try and avoid the problem? Why not just solve it? So when I look at real estate, I look at entirely about money. We were the first guy to go out and do a private equity company to do single family homes. Wall Street, everybody knew that single family homes back in the 80s would make more money than commercial. I mean, back then the caps were like six or eight, and today they're two, three, four percent. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are newer, a cap is similar to what your cash on cash is. Not exact, but close enough to this conversation. They always knew single family homes could make more. It's just no one needed to do the work. And the reason was most were on fees. So you know, you get $20 million to place. You get 2% and you get 2% per year asset management. What do you want to buy? Back then, $100,000, $200,000 houses or one $20 million building. You get paid the same. One building is easier. Yeah. And 
Whether it goes up or down doesn't matter to you. It has almost no effect on your pay. They just make all their money on fees. So we went out entirely as a for-profit, meaning I only get paid if I make money for my clients. If I don't get money, I don't get paid. We don't mm -hmm. charge any fees whatsoever. There's an upfront, for those of you that are new, it's a placement fee of $10,000 per property. We've bought in thousands of them here in the Valley and then bought in 11 other states and other countries. And so what we do, and we focus our education on, is how to properly rate. It has absolutely nothing to do with the numbers, the property or the rate of return. If that's what you've been taught and that's what you think, that's why you don't raise money. We've taught more people how to do this in this state than anybody else. We have over a thousand of our students right here in Maricopa County who are millionaires from our models. Okay, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. So if you caught it, Marcus, right? And everyone listening. So you're saying you can get your 10,000 upfront and still keep the house? Yes. Oh, that's so, the only way I would do it. All right. All right. So, so again, I, I come from Wall Street. Okay. So we want to get paid up front. Because if you think about it, the real estate investor is the only person in financial services, the silly little old, old real estate investor who doesn't get paid first. So everybody I know from my world, you know, whether we're doing, you know, futures, commodities, FX, stocks, options, doesn't matter what we're doing. We all got paid first. Yeah, okay. we didn't wait to see if it worked out. That was for like, well, we couldn't even fathom that anybody <laughs> would do that. And then when I, you know, I was going like, well, these real estate investors, they all teach us to do this. And hey, I got sucked into that little magic wand, shiny object, you know, years and years uh -huh. ago. And then I just realized, well, this is dumb. Why not have the money first and then buy the properties? And every single time you do a deal, get paid. And then for most of us, I hear this all the time, it's like, well, I'm going to start out wholesaling. I'm going to start out flipping, assignment, whatever they were taught. And then after I have the money, I'm going to hold some houses. Because most people watching and listening right now, they get that long-term wealth and financial freedom is not going to come from flipping. Right. You make money. The problem with making money is most of us, when we make it, we spend, spend it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing left over. I mean, the, the true freedom is just having monthly income streams, cash flow that comes in every month, whether you work or not. And so, but then we're like going, well, why don't we just stop all these steps and all these pipe dreams? And, and let's face it, market like today, trying to buy without money is extraordinarily hard. Yeah, yeah. And these days, most real estate agents have figured out that that online proof of funds is bogus. It's not real. It's not true. In fact, some states are already viewing it as criminal fraud, which is oh, what wow. it actually is. Yeah. I mean, if the money's not there and you're saying it is, yeah. that's fraud. Let me ask you this real yeah. quick, John, because... Man, I like your energy. I like how you how you go on. One one of the things because that's one of the things that I was always told. Hey, if you don't have any money, start with wholesaling. Work your way up to fix and flip, and then start buying some rentals. Because all investors know that the the holy grail is owning property, owning those assets, because that's how you're gonna really get rich. Right. Honestly. So, as far as raising capital for someone that's fresh probably getting started they're looking into wholesaling looking into fixing and flipping how can they bypass that and go directly into raising capital great great question um we're gonna make it really easy obviously come down monday the 14th here mm -hmm. in phoenix tuesday the 15th in tucson and i'm gonna show you the good stuff first we're not gonna like hold everything back and if you do this or do this you can get it. there's no hoops i will teach you exactly the script that we use to raise money the exact script that we teach students to raise money. You know, we were just talking about what we have what's called Century Club members. And those mm -hmm. are students who have over 100 properties in the portfolio. Well, obviously, very few people on this earth could own 100 properties with their own money. True. And what we do is, is what experienced investors tell me is, is we just take the shackles off. Yeah, so you figured out how to do deals. You know, you, you bought your five or your 10 houses, whatever your down payment money saved up and your bank will let you do. And then you're stuck. You're now just trying to chase the elusive sub two, the mirror wrap, the owner mm -hmm. finance deals, which they're out there. But in 2022, we're going to tell the truth. They ain't like the good old days for those sort of deals. Of course, mm -hmm. the good old days, you didn't have prices going up. Or just trying to do more quick cash deals to save up money for more down payments. And we're like, look, just take the shackles off. Everybody else, every other industry on money raises money for a living and that's then true. does placements. And that's how they get compensated. That's true. So I took the Wall Street side. And then put it with the real estate because we also know that, look, if you had 5, 10, 20, 25, 50, or you know what, you want to go to the 100, you know, how many houses would you need on a positive cash flow level to be out? Mm -hmm. And when I was new, I was noted the most people starting out, you know, I needed to eat too. So the $10,000 placement fee per property gave me the money I needed to pay my bills, cover my overhead, feed my family 
while I grew my business to where I got that cash flow. So can we jump in that? I'm just I'm just trying to put myself in a position of being new or someone that's new to, to, to your to the way you operate. Okay, so I'm gonna ask someone to raise capital, right? They're gonna bring the money to the table. Then I gotta tell them to pay me ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And so can you explain how you get it? I'm sure you're on the 14th to go through that, but yeah. So the biggest thing that we need to shift for most people is your psychology and emotions. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest shift. That's the hard part for everybody. Keep in mind that, well, your realtor gets paid these days more than $10,000 for a transaction. And how much are they really doing? I'm making more than some of the flippers. Yeah. You can make it more than a lot of the flippers. When, when you put in the actual overhead and the cost of flipping, yeah. People who have money have, for all modern history, hired people to do investments for them. Okay. Yeah. And they always pay a fee. Quite frankly, if you're doing something and not charging a fee, on a subconscious level, for most people, something's wrong. Something's wrong. It's no not one would, No one would do this for free. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is we pay for ourselves on the acquisition. We buy well. We buy below market. We buy properties that have extraordinary long-term cash flow. Most mm -hmm. of our properties today are on middle-class neighborhoods are $800 to $1,000 a month profit. After all expenses, we take care of a hundred percent of everything because okay. you know, most of my investors, you know, and when I started out, it was like, Hey, like most, most new people would be, Hey, if you got money for a dime payment and you can sign for a loan, you're in right <laughs> later, not necessarily. Yeah. And then I graduate, you know, to what they call country club money, which is people, you know, would put up you know, a quarter mm -hmm. million, half a million, million, $2 million. And then I also do a lot of institutional. We used to do hedge funds with Wall Street. We now do a lot of family offices. So we do a lot of placements. It's a given that people pay a fee. And one of the things that new people do struggle is why they go through the training. It's why they listen to the scripts that are verbatim word for word is to get the story down, get the script down. So it'd be normal for people to do that. Ours would just kind of, kind of like to me is, a lot of people are, are familiar with the recovery industry. I mean, this, these days, it's like kind of everybody's got mm -hmm. alcoholics and drug addicts in their family. That's sort of normal. Right. 20, 30, 40 years ago, we pretended it wasn't true. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, most of us had an aunt, Alice, who, you know, you dreaded every Thanksgiving because she was going to get drunk, drunk and ruin it for everybody. Yeah. In the recovery industry, they call that the pink elf on the table. Everybody knows it's there, but nobody deals with it. The pink elf on the table for, the, for real estate education is that Everybody knows that if you have money, real estate deals are easier. Yet almost every educator is trying to teach you how to do deals without, without money, money, rather than just solve the damn problem. Get the money and do it. Um, Trisha Rockwood, right here local. She started working with me in January of 19. During COVID, okay. she bought 118 houses. Here in town. Here in town. Wow. She made wow. 1130000 in fees. Plus, she owns half of 118 houses. So, John, John, hold on, because I'm I'm getting the shiny object syndrome right now. <laughs> I don't I'm like shiny like, object. Go ahead. And the reason why I say that is because me and my wife we really just had this discussion because, you know, in the way of the world now, we we wholesale, we do fix and flips and everything like that. It's harder and harder to come by deals. Harder, you know, naturally. Even if you're doing some creative stuff, things like that, because most people will say, "Well, I'll just." My Aunt Josie, she's a realtor. I'll just listen to her and, you know, get market value. So for a person that's an investor, and a lot of times that fear is, how do I raise capital, you know, and how do I do it legally so I don't get in trouble? Is that something that you go over? Is that something that you teach oh, to make sure? Like, like accredited and non-accredited? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it, it, yeah. it is so huge. Because I'll say, I've been to a lot of seminars. More than you could imagine. I've been doing this a long time. Unfortunately, it's almost the exact same stuff. So the new miracle stuff that's being taught today was the same crap all I learned in the early age. Yeah. It's just like, wow, this is the exact same conversation. Well, the Bible says nothing new under the sun, right? It's right. Just, yeah. so, so over everything over. we teach is legal ethics. We teach big parts is the step-by-step. -step. You know, people who do our advanced programs, you know, they get all the documents, all the forms, all the contracts. All the languages laid out for them, specifically the scripts, exactly how to do it. The other big thing, exactly one of the things that that Alan's always loved. So when we talk, we're going to do on Wednesday night, we're going to do a bonus night. Yeah. And on that night, we're going to do something I call the, the secret quadrant. Where we're actually going to deal with, wow, this sounds great, but I can't do it because then we're going to deal with all our stories. Because stories are real, mm -hmm. why we can't do something, but they're rarely true. Because whatever someone's story is for why they can't do it, I can bring in somebody. Who somebody was, else. So it's so much more messed up than you ever were. 
who, and so we're going to talk about the psychology and the notions of why we don't take action on it. Because, you know, I learned a long time ago not to be a shiny object guy, which is so big in some of our land. Yeah. You know, chasing the new dreams. I'm not a shiny object guy. I look at real world businesses, most businesses that are small and medium businesses. They do one thing extraordinarily well over and over and over again for years and then mm -hmm. decades. And it's as boring as could be. And it just puts money in the bank nonstop. Yeah. So what we do is it's a model. There's a learning curve. We teach you, you know, you go out, you practice with your friends and family, usually in the beginning, who don't have money. Then we then start working out. We show you how to expand the sphere of influence so you have more contact with people. We show you how to do it not as a security, what's called a joint venture model, mm -hmm. which is how most people do it. Mm -hmm. We then show you how to do it as a security, which is not what most people do. And that's people who do the bigger raises. And those are like, you know, when I deal with family offices, those are generally like $10 million minimum placements. Okay. That's where they start because they have different problems. Right. The, the thing is, what's amazing to me, and Marcus, you and I were talking about this. Right now today, there is more money in cash to place than any time yeah. in the history of the world. When you learn the model, raising money is a joke. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And just for those of you that are newer or those who've been around for a while, if you had money, whether you wanted to do flips or rehabs or hold property for buy and hold, if you had money and the ability to borrow right now, would it be easier, yes or no? Absolutely. And it's absolutely going to be easier. So that's what we're going to be teaching yeah. at, at AZ Rio. So that's going to be March 14th, Monday at our monthly meeting. Yep. You're going to come down to Tucson with us March 15th. If you sign up for the full day class on the 19th, you get the drill down on the 16th included. Right. So you want to talk about Saturday? Yeah. So Saturday is we're going to we're going to take the Monday conversation. And look, I'm not holding anything back on the Monday and Tuesday conversation, got but it. I got about an hour and a half. Okay. I'll stay after and answer questions. You've been around long to know this. I'll literally, as long as you guys got questions, I hang out. Usually yeah. you throw us out and I've stood there in the parking lot for hours, <laughs> you know, answering your questions as long as you got questions. And I can keep going longer than you can, guaranteed. We will show you the model. I will show you verbatim the script that I use. Mm -hmm. I will show you houses that we've recently done. I will show you the in model. Town. I will show you how we work. Oh, this is all in town. All in town. Current projects. Current projects. Yeah. We do stuff out of state, but we'll just be showing the local yeah. stuff here. Of course. Um, we do some stuff rural. Uh, but mostly we're just doing Maricopa County. And, and look, it's no different for me than it is for you guys. you got way too many people trying to do the, the same thing at the same time. So you need to separate yourself. The one thing that separates all my offers is I always have money for real. And mm -hmm. real estate agents have figured out a long time ago, boys and girls, that most of those proof of fund letters are bogus, not real. I know all kinds of agents who will not even accept offers from investors without like $10,000 earnest money. I know on the rare times when I do sell properties outright on MLS, even if we're going to 1031 exchange, and if it's an investor, I need $10,000 non-refundable and you have to waive the inspection clause because you ain't tying my property up because I know what most of them are trying to do. They're, they're trying to find somebody stupider than them to pay even more than they did. Mm -hmm. And all they're trying to do is assign the contract. They don't have any money. Mm -hmm. True. That's a bad game for everybody. And so for everybody who's watching and listening right now, you can end that game right now. Yeah. And we've been doing this here in the Valley since 1989. I mean, we formed the first private equity company that did single family homes in America. Well, it says a lot because one, you said like a, a real a traditional business, right? They, it, it's kind of like it's predictable and it's boring, right? Same thing happens. You got systems in place to cover all the fires. So that says a lot about what you do because you've been doing the same real estate model since 89. Yeah, I mean, right? It's essentially, yeah. everything that could go wrong, we figured it out already because we did it. And you guys never, like, you never hopped on Ezria stage and said, let's go this route. Let's do this. So the fact that you've been doing your model live for your like you said your real estate business first then you educate you've been doing that this is a lot yeah yeah it, it, it it's a real business i mean yeah. you know like and look we've been incredibly blessed which is a nice way of saying we've received a lot of great favor and we've worked really really hard for a long long time to put together a great business model mm -hmm. and it works you know and you know one thing we i mean we have you know we have a bricks and mortar business office you're like bricks and mortar why because that's what real companies do. Yeah. I don't know people have real, what I would consider a real investment company who owns hundreds of properties, who doesn't have buildings and staff and employees mm -hmm. and a warehouse, all the normal things that come with a business. Yeah. And what I, you know, what I knew when I, when I got into real estate is that I wanted to do a single family home because it made more money than the commercial. It just did. I've done a lot of commercial real estate. I've had a lot of success with commercial real estate. 
it has a lot more risk than single family home. What I like about single family mm -hmm. home, first of all, no class C. If you got that crap and you work with me long term, we're gonna encourage you to jettison and go buy real properties. Class B, real houses in real neighborhoods with real families and real people. Okay. My bet on that neighborhood is that a mom and normal client would be a mom and dad who are mm -hmm. married. Most moms and dads are married today, not yeah. all, but most. So my bet is that a mommy and daddy in Arizona can keep their jobs, keep a roof above the family's head and food in the children's belly. Mm -hmm. In in Arizona, all my life, I like that bet a lot. Yeah. When I do commercial and different stuff, then my bet is that they know how to run a business. Well, yeah. we already know both businesses fail in five years. Mm -hmm. So we teach the model of how to raise money. We teach the specific script that I use and our hundreds and hundreds of Century Club members. I mean, this script has been used to raise billions of dollars, not millions, billions. This is real. Um, this is a huge business model. Um, and that's what we teach. Are you, are so, we, I'm sorry, uh, so you're gonna teach how to, get, how to get the money? Yes. And then what about getting the properties and running the business? So Saturday's gonna be great. Saturday, now Monday and Tuesday, we got 90 minutes. We're gonna mm -hmm. cover all the big points. We're gonna give you the actual script. On Wednesday, the bonus meeting, we're going to go through the psychology and emotions to actually apply. Now, that it's like going, we can all relate to this. Everybody's done this. You have a good idea what to do, and you intend to do it, and you mean to do it, but you don't do it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a real estate investor, you already know what you need to do. You either need to raise more money or you need to make more written offers. And you intend to, but nobody does. And that's because your story gets away. So we're going to show you some technology that allow you that night in about 45 minutes, we'll show you how to break those cycles and break those loops forever. Got it. And then I'll do Q and A on whatever you want. And then Saturday, we're going to go through more detail on the raising money model mm -hmm. with lots of time for Q and A. And then we're going to go through, this is the exact type of property we buy. This is exactly how we fix it or don't fix it. This is exactly who we put in as the long-term resident and why. And we're going to teach you all those details because we also get 20 to 25 percent above fair market value for our rents. So look, so let's let's hear a quick word from our sponsors when we come back, John. And me and Mike, we want to talk to you about some of the psychology of raising money and how to actually kind of position that conversation. But we still want everybody to come to the event. So we just want to kind of do a quick little role play, you know, as far as how to raise that capital. So let's hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Do you need to close more deals? The answer is, then you need to call more motivated sellers. How do you do this? Skip Tracing. Skip Tracing gives you the access to the telephone numbers and email addresses of distressed property owners all across the country. Whether you're looking for vacant houses, foreclosed houses, tax delinquent properties, Skip Tracing can help you get in touch with those hard to find homeowners so you can write those offers. We recommend BatchSkipTracing.com. Batch Skip Tracing has consistently delivered the highest quality results in the real estate industry. You simply upload your leads to BatchSkipTracing.com, apply coupon code ASREA, that's A-Z-R-E-I-A, at checkout, and receive 15 cent skip traces. That's BatchSkipTracing.com, apply coupon code ASREA at checkout for 15 cent skip traces. Okay, guys, we are back with John Burley, and John is a very experienced investor and in raising capital. He holds thousands of doors and he's international so it's not just here in the states but he's doing things overseas so john as far as raising capital because a lot of people they get that fear how do i make that ask how do i position the conversation do i just walk up to somebody and say hey i'm a real estate investor i'm looking to raise money i have this deal over here do you want to fund it how do we position that conversation you know in order to start engaging Great question. So I think the first thing is that I've always been a contrarian all my life when it comes to investing, all my life. And the reason is because what most people do doesn't work. I mean, in the United States of America, we're still at age 65, 97.5% of the country needs Social Security to get by. And nobody intends otherwise, but the reality, you know, if you're in your 40s and your 50s and that money's not there, unless you change your ways, yeah. it isn't going to be there. So the first thing is that, you know, in many cases, this is something we have to work with with new students, your instincts you cannot trust because your instincts don't work for you. You have to change some of your instincts in your story. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about massively changing in a great way. So it's why, you know, so do that are new, just so you know, you're the easiest to teach. You don't have bad habits I have to undo. 
you don't have a model that hasn't worked for 10 years that you're still holding on to, even though you know it doesn't work. We, we sure are silly. Yeah, Our wiring yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so what we do is, is actually in the most case, so, so I understand this, that when I'm in a selling situation, okay. I, do, I understand I'm dealing with two minds, a conscious and a subconscious. Mm -hmm. Subconscious processes most of your decision making, and most people are almost completely unaware of their own subconscious mind. But if I'm talking 0.1 to 99.9% .9 of your conscious mind thinks I'm lying to take your money. Mm -hmm. So is your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So here's what I know. If you're talking, you believe it's true, even if it's wrong. If I'm talking, it could be a lie to take your money. Yeah. So we design it to talk as little as possible. And what most people want, see, this is where people get wrong. They don't get it. See, at high, high-end financial, where I come from, Wall Street, huge deals. We understood that our job was to meet your psychological and emotional needs, not on a conscious level, but on a subconscious, whether you were aware of it or not, 90 plus percent are more than aware. Facts, figures, charts, graphs, that is what weak salespeople use to try and talk people into things. Yeah. What we do is we use a series of questions that we teach to lead you down the path to what's a decision for you. So I don't jump in and tell everybody I'm a real estate investor. It's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. If you ask me what I do, I would tell you one of two things. I'd either tell you I'm a private investor, which most people have no idea what that means, mm -hmm. or I tell you what I really am. I'm the founder and CEO of a private equity company, which most people have no idea what it is. Because then you're going to ask me, John, what's a private what's investor do? Yeah. Isn't that what we want? Mm -hmm. We want yeah. them to ask yeah. us. Yeah. And it's like, well, wow. You know, that, you know, Marcus, I mean, you're an accountant. That sounds really interesting. I'd love to learn more about what you do. Why don't we get together for an iced tea or for a bite to eat? And you can share with me more what you do. And I can tell you what I do. Mm. Brilliant. And, and I also know that, look, my investors aren't coming from the RIA. Mm -hmm. Yes. Every month there's new people who come down, who are checking it out, who have money. Mm -hmm. But most of them are like most of my investors today. Here's what they know about real estate. Real estate works. And it's a lot of work. Okay, this ain't a seminar, guys. Right. I live in the real world. In the yeah. real world, we do real estate. Is it work? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that busted a couple of dreams out there, but it's work. It like, works if you do. It works if you do. Yeah. It's like any other business. It works yeah. really well, but it's work. You know, this market, and also I always look at any given market, it's what's easy and what's hard. Right now, raising money is the easiest it has been in 40 years of my career. There you go. Real estate's work. You got to work to get good deals. And if you don't have money to do those deals, you are fighting such an uphill battle because every newbie on every YouTube and every podcast has got every shiny, you know, shiny object syndrome and every magic wand. And they all think I can just go buy real estate without money all day long. Well, the problem is right now in this market and every market out there, you got way too many people doing trying to do the same thing without money, correct? Right. That's just the truth. Some people don't like what I tell you because I tell the truth. Yeah. I just found it's easier. I've been around so long that I can't remember what I said 10 years ago. So I'll just tell the truth. And I don't remember what I said. <laughs> well, you make sense. Like, you make sense when you say, isn't it easier to do deals when you have money versus when you don't? Yeah, you do. So, so a lot of people have money. Money's there. So, and yeah, the deal is important, but it's the least important part. So we have what we call seven talking points. And we go through the talking point. The first talking point, and this is what you got to understand. If you're younger and or don't have money, you need to shh for a moment because it ain't about you. It never was and it never will be. So most of my investors, most of my clients in 2010, 9 and 10, took a huge whack in the stock market and their real estate investments. And most of them lost a third of their lifetime savings, their investments. Mm -hmm. They think it's a third of everything they own. It's not, but that's how stories are. And so I know, because see, I was a broker. I owned a brokerage on Black Monday in 87 when an entire generation never went into the greed mode of investing again as a whole. They never did. There's a few exceptions, but not many. These people aren't hanging out at the, at the RIA because they're still licking their wounds, not even realizing right. it's been 12 years. God, at mm -hmm. some point, you know, move on. Right. Yeah. And so I know that they ain't looking for big returns. You know, mostly when you know, you tell, oh, I make you 25% money and 20% money. Look, Rich people don't look for those returns. That's why they're rich. Yeah. They know those sort of returns usually mean extremely hard, high risk and mm -hmm. losses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we do is we talk about people is like the number one thing when we're doing a presentation. 
I'm not going to give you my presentation when we're just talking in a non-business environment. We're going to set up an appointment and sit down and meet, and then I'll give you my presentation. Yeah. I'm in control. You know, and the number one thing these people are looking for is either safety or security. Yeah. For about 75% of them, safety is the magic word on a subconscious level. For about 25%, it's security. I don't know which one yours is, but I know 90% of my placement is hitting safety or security for you on a subconscious level. Yeah. Because I know where that deep wound is. Because I've been doing this a long time and I've been through this before. I mean, literally in 1987, the Saturday before the crash, I had the largest case of my life. And I mean, it was just every deal. We were, we were selling greed back then. Everything worked. After the crash, greed was dead for 90% of my clients. I had to completely pivot and have a new presentation or I was dead in the water. Fortunately, I had mentors who had been around before during the crashes in the 60s and the 70s. And so they're like, oh, no, John, we go to the safety talk now. I'm like, the safety talk? <laughs> yeah, the safety. Well, Who wants safety? It's like, I'm 26 years old. Why would I want safety? And they're like, right. Well, it's not about you, son. Never was, never yeah. will be. And so then we teach you how to meet the safety needs and the security needs first. You know, and then we go through the things that most people want. They want it to be long-term. Most people don't want to get in and out. And look, if you're doing flipping, come up with better vocabulary. Most people are afraid to flip an egg because of the what? Crack. Crack. And you yeah. want them to flip their life savings. Come up with better vocabulary. And we teach that, by the way, how to do that better. And, you know, so, but most people, they want to make a good decision one time and leave the money there for 10 or 20 years. They don't want to be in and out. Right. They don't want that excitement. They don't want that drama. And most of them aren't going to be a real estate investor. It's like some of you is like, so I remember this, you know, so I had like brokers who work for me and I, I'd have a broker and you're like, you know, it's 1988. And you're trying to get people into Apple and you're basically trying to explain to the man how today, how to build an iPad before you'll take his hundred grand. He doesn't want to know how to right, build an iPad. Right. He just wants to know Apple's cool. I want to buy the stock. Yeah. Same thing with real estate deals. Look, if you're done with your presentation and they understand how to do your deal, you should start charging for your educational courses because you ain't going to raise money. Yeah. My clients don't want to know the details. They just want to know that their money's going to be safe. It's going to be secure. It's going to be for the long term. We're going to get a good rate of return. There's a lot of nice tax benefits. It's got upside growth. People who have got money who've been around, we know that the growth today is not normal, not real, not sustainable. We ain't new. We go, like, oh, no, we'll say it only 20% a year for a couple of years, and then it doesn't for right. a long time. Yeah. You know, that's one of our, our mantras for the year. It's like ride the wave while you can, but be prepared. Right. You know, oh, absolutely. You know, yep. It's not going to be like this. So it sounds like you've, you've done this quite a bit and you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you got everything already mapped out. You know, it's not broke. You don't need to fix it. So now you kind of went over the, the money. So now what about, so you got your presentation, you got some people lined up for some money, you know, situations. What about the deals? Yeah. So we've got deals doing, we got students doing all types of deals. Um, Mike right here in town, he buys hotels. He takes hotels that are, that, especially with COVID, it's great, that are just in the, in the toilet. And he, he just does what he calls, they call it the Burley model. Mm -hmm. So he changes the hotel from, you know, B minus C plus into a solid B and he turns it into long-term. Got it. From, yeah. With two weeks to one month, he changed what the hotel does and changes things. We have students that are uh, who are doing this with um, buildings, who are doing this with multi units. We're not buying a lot of commercial right now, and why? Well, because I like the path of least resistance. And right now, I got all this institutional money who wants to overpay with gobs of cash for the bigger buildings. Mm -hmm. So I don't buy those bigger buildings when I'm competing against them. I'm not yeah. stupid. What we're mainly <laughs> buying is single family homes in class B neighborhoods, not class C, not class A, regular, you know, three or four bedroom, two bath home in a regular neighborhood. And the reason I buy those, they are as boring as could be, but they make more money. Yeah. Consistently, they cash flow more than a commercial building. They cash flow more than apartment houses. They cash flow more than duplexes and fourplexes. And they're the most desirable and they're the safest. So my bet is a mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. keep a roof over their children's head and food in their belly. In Arizona, all economies, even the big downturns, I like that crash. I mean, I like the thing. And, you know, where, where people really like about our model is that unlike most people in 9, 10, 11, 12, 
we didn't go down, we didn't go under. They were some of our best years ever. It's one of the things Alan, the founder of AZ, mm -hmm. loved is like, you know, pretty much everybody who knew was gone and out of the business. And there we were, you know, one of the top 10 buyers in the, in the state every year, year after year after wow. year, just buying and buying and buying. Because it's a long-term model that works. In the beginning, those $10,000 placement fees put food in your belly, keep the roof over your family's head and give you the money you need to live your life and then grow your business. Yeah. But where the real money comes from, you know, having 20 houses at, God, if you only did $600 a month, that's $12,000 a month. If you were splitting it with an investor 50-50, that's six for you, six for them. Yeah. But most people, 15, 20, 25 houses, they're literally no longer needing their job and making choices. Wow. wow. That's good. And, and you know what, what? One thing that I like about it is because, like you said, it's steady. It's not the volatility of, you know, well, I got to pivot every time that the market pivots. Right. You know, as an investor, I mean, as a fix and flipper or as a wholesaler, every time the market pivots, you got to pivot. But with that, it's just steady, long term growth. You know, like you said, it's not sexy. It's not, you know, the shiny object, but it's, it's just consistent. So at the end of, at the end of 20 years, 30 years, you can look back and say, wow, okay. It was boring, but I got here. Right. I got and, where I wanted to go. And if you look at people who are who are rich, and that would be literally, you know, so, and this is tough right now for a lot of you because you're, you're newer to the game and there's just so much you don't know yet. You know, for me, I mean, I literally, unless you were, unless your business thrived in four or five and six, and then you didn't just survive, you thrived through the downturn. I only have a ton of interest in your new stuff because you have no clue what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And you have no clue what's coming because you don't know. True. And so you just put your head in the sand in denial. The market will never adjust. It'll never go down. It'll always work. No, it won't. And everybody who's been in the business knows that. Anybody who's studied history knows that. And this gives us, and certainly, look, when, when the prices are low, do we buy more? Boat loads more. Yeah. Problem is when prices are low, nobody wants to give you any money. When prices mm -hmm. are high, everybody wants to give you money. I mean, everybody wants to get the so What's the answer to that? Yeah. So, so oh, when it's low, how do you raise that money? You got to work harder and you got to have your relationships. One thing I tell people is like, well, I'm going to wait till the market goes down before I'm going to get in. The first thing I'm like, yeah, right. How'd that work out for you in 10? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, if you buy when it's low, how much did you buy in 10? Well, it didn't. Exactly. So why do you think you're going to buy the next time it goes down? Yeah. The other big thing we're going to talk about Monday night. So again, I look at money different than other people. Price has nothing to do with anything. It never had, it never will. We never buy. So I bad stockbrokers, bad stock traders buy stocks based on the price. Mm -hmm. I don't buy based on the price. I, based on, I buy based on the return. Mm -hmm. And the reality is right now today, if you know the model, if you're buying the right house in the right neighborhood and putting the right resident in, you can buy legitimately at retail off MLS and make 15 to 25% first year cash on cash. Wow. Wow. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Like, cause I know in the last crash, you know, values did, but rents didn't do values. Did. No, they didn't. So is that kind of like the same play going now? This market's that? different than the last market. So last market, when we were in six, I've never done market timing because market timing doesn't work. And that's amateur hour. Mm -hmm. Got it. And I've never known a great trader. I'm talking people who are worth hundreds of millions or billions of dollars who did that. They don't. But I do let the market time me. So in Arizona in 05, 06, mm -hmm. we were at 6.5% interest rates for investors. Okay. That was the best money you could get. That was what platinum money got. The best money got 65 And we were looking at a normal three-bedroom house rent for about that we would buy rent for $1,250 a month. And I was looking at twelve to $1,400 a month on uh, debt service. So it was a hard out. Today that that and that house was about two hundred grand back then. Today that house is three hundred to three fifty retail. It's got just kicked up. We're at about four percent, just a smidge under four percent for platinum investor money. But the other thing is, you can't get these good rates. You don't need to. You get a good capital investor who can. Yeah. yeah. And we're looking at now. We're looking at at twelve hundred or so, thirteen hundred uh, PITI debt service. And on that house, I'm looking at two thousand to twenty two hundred dollars a month income stream in my sleep. Wow. See, the interest rate is so much lower, so the debt service is lower, and the rents are so much higher. And everybody goes like, "Oh, they're not sustainable. They're not sustainable." It's like again, for most of my brethren that are just Arizona only, the vision is far too small. 
So, because I know so many people in Arizona, you know, you're you're going, and I bought other places, and there's good and bad to it. There's pros and cons of buying out of state. The, the first thing is, if you have a problem managing a house ten miles away, why do you think it's going to get better a thousand miles away? True. It's not. It's going to get way True. worse. I'd be like, oh well, Arizona is so expensive. What's funny is you uh, Arizona. It's not how it is. I mean, I go to the meetings regularly. They're laughing about people from California, Oregon, Washington, and other higher price states coming into Arizona and buying. And they laugh because they're buying. It's like, what do you think the people in Oklahoma and Indiana are doing about you? You right? Because at least here it goes up. Those other states don't have very much growth at all. The reason why the houses are sixty or eighty or hundred grand is because they don't go up. They yeah. never have. They never will. And they ain't going there just because you're buying there. There ain't nothing there to drive it. One of the exciting things to me about Arizona is that we have volatility. Mm -hmm. And if I can manage my my cash flow. It doesn't matter, you know, so that like, what happened to houses you bought in the early 2000s when the market went down? Absolutely nothing. And almost all the residents did nothing because they weren't in toxic loans. They weren't underwater. Most of my residents at that era, they were about 45 points away from getting a $500,000 loan. And I put them in a $200,000 home. Wow. So when the market went, it was just their home and they could afford the monthly. Right. They didn't do anything. That's exactly what will happen in the next downturn that we have. And so what we do is we just look for the long-term cash flow mm -hmm. and we buy for the return. Sometimes it's a great low price, but usually when there's low prices, interest rates suck. Or like our last time, you know, when, when they're buying were really good, like when you guys got started in that 9, 10, 11, 12 mm -hmm. era, there was no financing for investors. Right. Hell, we were, on, we were on a federal moratorium from investor financing. It was all cash. Our returns, yeah. buying the houses for 100 grand, our returns were worse than they are today we had no leverage so i look at the return and we'll start that conversation on monday and tuesday we'll do a lot more of it saturday and that's a conversation i've been having for over 30 years now i'm like thinking about a flip we just bought i'm like man john come <laughs> on man. And, and, that, do? and that's the other thing if any party you, you guys listening right now if any party you regrets houses that you've sold mm. for 10 20 30 40 grand come down on monday or tuesday yeah I think there are a lot of people there. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have those regrets because I kept all those properties. Yeah. All those properties I bought, mm -hmm. I kept. You're striking a nerve with me because I was just talking to my wife. What was it? It was either yesterday or the day before. And I told her, I said, man, it's like once a week, maybe not, maybe not once a week, but once a month, I think about this one house that got a smoking hot deal on it and was just thinking about the quick return versus just holding on to it. What's the address? How, tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel, man. No, yeah, I, and, I, and I, it's, man, I, Marcus, I feel hurts. your pain. Because <laughs> I hadn't figured this out. See, the advantage you guys have, you get to come and learn from me. Yeah. See, when I started this, there was no me to go to a seminar. I had to figure it all wrong. So in the very beginning, we didn't have a big placement fee. It was a little teeny fee. Because I had story and I didn't realize, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and then, you know, Finally, I listened after about 30 investors go, wow, John, I can't believe you do all this for such a small placement fee. It's like, yeah. like huh, okay. maybe that placement fee should be bigger. <laughs> um, I got a house. I flipped a couple houses in the first couple of years, but I got a house that was, it was your normal deal of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. it, this is back in 1990. I flipped it. I made 22 grand. That was a boatload back then to make on right, a flip. Right. That would be like making a hundred grand on a single family home today. With no, and this was no appreciation, guys. There was no growth back then. I make it a point at least once or twice a year for the last 32 years to drive by and look at that house. Cause I made that man a fortune and I did all the work. Our normal house to give you guys an idea what the numbers are, our normal house, a single, not a home run, not a triple, not a double, just a basic house, mm -hmm. a basic Burley house right now. Over 10 years, we make 200 to $250,000 in cash on off each and every property we do. Wow. So so just random question. So when it comes to raising the money, so people, you know, they have their cash, they bring cash to the table. Do you ever use partners that maybe use leverage their credit? Yeah, most of our partners right now, because interest rates are so low. And again, for some of you that are new, there's just, you don't have the historical perspective. You're going, oh my God, interest rates have gone up. When I started, they were 19%. They haven't gone up. Right. Historically, these numbers are so Still ridiculously low. low. Mm -hmm. And if anything, we use it for a sense of urgency is like, well, I know you wanted to do some more. We should probably get in here before they pop them to four and a half or five. Let's go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Most of our capital investors right now are leveraging. Okay. 
Most of them. They're doing 25% down loans. We do them with the local community banks. That's been our play since we came out of the last crash. The national banks don't want to do business with us anymore, so we don't do business in different cities, different community banks, obviously. You know, think of that old Tri-County Bank savings loan. Those of you that owned a home 30 or 40 years ago, you remember when you bought the house, you made the payments to the bank. To the bankers, right. It, well, the community banks, that's what they still do. They yeah. don't sell the loan. The only difference is they're most for most investors, they're 25% down instead of 20% down. All right. And you get a great rate locked in long term and you go. So most do it, they can buy more. The exception is, and we'll briefly hit on it Saturday. I'll have a more advanced bet than in April. We'll okay. really go into it in detail. Is I do have done a lot of money with what is now today mainly family offices. Before it was hedge funds, and before that was direct Wall Street. You know, I've worked mm-hmm. with those people for a lot of years. Those are 10, $20 million placements. And their problem is they have too much money. I mean, Got it. Yeah. look, I understand it, it was hard for me in younger days, wrap my head around sitting down with the man. His sole problem was he had a half a million, half a billion or a billion dollars in cash, extra money to place. The last thing he wanted was loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and on those, we just pay him a preferred rate, a fixed return on their money. And then we split the profits 50-50. Got it. Love it, like you said, each client they have different, yeah, different, different problems. Yeah, yeah. Different and, and we teach you in the script to meet their needs. Mm-hmm. So the script, a series of questions. We cover what's important for you. We go through the talking points. There's seven of them. You follow the script verbatim. In the beginning, you just do a cheat sheet. They don't know you're not supposed to, and most people they haven't written down or typed up. And they'll look at them while they're doing the presentation. We show you how to draw a, a spreadsheet. It's a diagram of a house which is the spreadsheet that people need to see. Most time when you hand somebody a spreadsheet and they look at, what you just did is you gave them a tool that they can use not to buy from you. Because they look at the spreadsheet and they said, great, I will look this over. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what you put on your traditional spreadsheet, you left something out or there's something they could add or take out. Plus most of you, you do it in like eight fonts. Right. And the problem is it. most people who have money are in their 60s or 70s. And those men need readers. And everybody says women are vain. I found men are far more vain. They won't take the readers out. Mm. So if they can't read it, the right. answer is no. Yep. So we show you how to literally draw a picture of a house with the numbers that covers it for everybody. Cool. And that shows those on a retail deal right now today, guys, 15 to 25% returns. So Mike, tell us again, wow. give us the dates, the yep. times and everything. So Monday, March 14th, venue 8600. The event doors open 545. So just come and network, get to know other members, build your relationships, meet the vendors, meet the business associates. Uh, John will go on around seven-ish or give or take an hour and a half. Yep. So learn from John, then follow us down to Tucson. He's gonna be with us all week. So down at the Tucson Association of Realtors, same time frame. Coming back to Phoenix on Wednesday, the 16th. You're gonna do the drill down for two hours from six to eight, and then full day, uh, March 19th, Saturday here in Phoenix. And if you guys would like, yeah. I'll we'll have some high-end graduates be down on the 19th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So all right. So, so we, you don't have to talk to me. You can talk to people sitting there in the chair next to you. We've got a hundred houses. So it sounds like, John, that this is like the perfect way to build that portfolio. Because a lot of investors, like you said, that's that's one of the things that we do. We take those baby steps. We say, okay, we're gonna wholesale, we're gonna use that money. So then we can now go into fixing and flipping and then potentially use our profits from fixing and flipping into buying rentals. So you're basically saying, hey, look, you can bypass all of that. If your end goal is to be financially free through rentals, here, this is what I can show you. I can show you how to do it. Right. You don't need to go through. And I went through that crapola, you know, because no one taught what to do, what I wanted to do, and I hadn't figured it out yet. I mean, I made lots and lots of mistakes in the early year. I mean, I literally joke about it, but it's true. I literally figured out every way not to do a single family home. I mean, the first three years, hell, there wasn't even an internet yet. In the first three years, we did 400 houses. And I figured out what not to do really well. I mean, so now people are like, why don't you do that? It's like, well, here's what we, I show you, here's what we do. But if you want to peel the layers off the onions and ask me, the reason we do what we do today is because we did it differently over the years and it didn't work as well as where we're at today. And so there's a reason behind every single thing we do. And, you know, it's, we've got lots of audio, lots of stuff that covers it for you. Mm-hmm. But the first step is come down, come down Monday, you know, like Mike's saying, come down Tuesday if you're in Tucson, join us in the drill down. The drill down is great because if you've got the store going, well, this all sounds really good, but I can't do that. Okay, well, 
you know, over a thousand people here in Maricopa County did became millionaires. So the issue is not whether it can be done. The issue is whether you can do it. So we'll help yeah. you start dealing with your story. And again, stories are real, but they're not true. They're the things we tell ourselves why we can't do something. Yet the reality is it's real, but it's not true. So we'll help you change that reality for whether you can do it or not. And then Saturday, we will go through hard on, on how we do the raising money, how we do the house model, how we do the properties we buy, and what we do it. So join us week of March 14th. Skip the wholesale so I can flip, so I can buy my first rental three to five years later. Most likely lose your butt somewhere in between yeah. there. So figure out how just to become a landlord or yeah. just a homeowner or an investor. And we'll right? cover it more on the weekend. I'm not a landlord. Oh, okay. I, I provide ownership for families that want to own. That's true. Home. That's true. So Sorry I don't. That, yeah. I don't do any tenants and toilets. And the reason is, for about six months, I was a landlord. Mm-hmm. And then I had about I had about sixty houses. We didn't come here. And yet. I realized right. that that I had been taught by seminars that they were like the people who made me rich, and it was kind of like they were my employees watching mm-hmm. my investments. I realized in the real world it was the exact opposite. As a landlord, I was my tenant's employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they could feel free to call me at two or three in the morning. Sorry, I misspoke on that. We didn't really cover yeah. that. That's the key. No, you gotta come next. You gotta come March. You're gonna have to come 14, 15, why yeah. you're not even a landlord and you own those houses. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to be a landlord. Yeah. Too much work. <laughs> yeah. I never would have done thousands it's of not, properties if I was a landlord. It's not passive like they say. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yours. They yours, own the house. Yours is? I provide home ownership. There you go. So find out okay. March 14th, 15th, 16th, and 19th. Love it. So okay. guys, we, we we definitely want you to be there. I'm going to be there. Mike's going to be there. As real estate investors, fix and flippers, wholesalers, they really have our mind thinking about some of the things that we want to do because our, our whole end game, and well, I'll speak for myself, Mike, but I know I'm knowing you for years, our whole end game is passive income. We want to build that rental portfolio so we can have that passive income coming in. So, John, we appreciate you, man, yes. because now you put something on our brains a little bit differently on how to achieve those goals and accomplish those goals. So, man, I want to shake your hand myself personally. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Again, this is yes. John Burley. Thanks, just the whole, just just plan to be with John the whole week of March 14th. Yep. Go to uh, esri.org forward slash calendar. Check, check out you know, all the details that you can find out. So, okay, great guys. We'll see y'all there. Okay. And guys, if you feel that this content is definitely beneficial for, don't forget to give us a five-star review. You can go to Spotify, all of the platforms where you can give us a rate or review Apple as well. And then also you can find us on YouTube and Instagram. So John, thank you. Mike, thank you. We're going to sign off Arizona. Thank you again. And we look forward to seeing you on the week of March 14th. Thanks for listening to the Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.